This is the Wednesday, March 2nd edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. You got you covered with some NBA and a little college as well. And as always, we'll get you in and out in less than 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined by Aaron Dolan and also my dog Arthur outside the vet because we are running behind on trying to get another vaccine. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're sticking and moving there, uh, Aaron. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it is tough out there. I mean, I, I have three dogs, so I, I understand the struggle with that. Everyone's behind. I had it all perfectly lined up and everything, but then, you know, they're <laughs> behind schedule a little bit. So we're managing. Appreciate everyone's flexibility. So first things first, the big game is the Miami Heat at the Bucks. No Lowry expected, but I still like the Heat plus the points. I think they're playing good ball. And I don't want – it sounds a little cheesy, but like, I think they, like, want this more, if you will. I think it's going to be a bigger game mm-hmm. for them. And getting four and a half points, I'll take it. Yeah, with Milwaukee, I mean, they're not great against the spread at home. 12 and 21 on the season. As for Miami, they're 12 and 6 ATS this season as an underdog and 12 and 5 ATS against teams with winning percentage of 59% or better. That does come down a little bit when Lowry's not playing, but I like you. I mean, I think Miami has a really good shot at this. And the one player prop I'm looking at is Giannis under 46 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Now he's only played two games against Miami this season he lost both of those games he had 25 par on December 8th and 27 par on October 21st that uh, December 4th game he did not play but Milwaukee was able to win that one and it's just this was actually quite interesting I read this morning that Jimmy Butler since he's joined Miami Giannis has the second worst effective field goal percentage versus his expected mark against Miami Miami, rather than any other opponent that he's ever faced so I thought that was pretty interesting so maybe we see Giannis under his averages of 46 and a half points rebounds and assists yeah I know Bam did a great job but having Butler having others when they switch so much is key because you can't just no longer with every all the switching now you can't just have one defender so that's a good point because they are um, such a high priority on defense. Any other NBA uh, jump out to you? Yeah, the Knicks Sixers going to that game tonight. Last time I went oh, to the Sixers game, you. I thought Harden was going to uh, make his debut. He didn't. The Sixers got absolutely crushed by the Celtics. So I'm going to this one. Hopefully we have a Good. better night. Um, Tyrese Maxey over one and a half made threes. He had three of five in the last matchup against the Knicks, uh, which was our last game from beyond the arc. He's also averaging 1.13s at home. But I really think considering that James Harden has been so well in this role of really facilitating and creating shots that Maxey has just been open more and been able to take more threes. And he's hit over one and a half made threes in both matchups that Harden has played in this season. Um, so I do like Tyrese Maxey over one and a half made threes. Great minds think alike, because uh, I don't usually do the player prop market, but that's one that I have circled, uh, is Tobias Harris. He seemingly is odd man out with the addition of Harden, because Maxi mm-hmm. is almost the third wheel of that uh, big three, and he's gone way under, so I think it's going to take some time if this is actually a thing. So I'm going to go under 15.5 points for Tobias Harris, even money, so the juice to the over at DraftKings. I, I just I, He's not getting the ball, he's not getting the opportunities, and early on, they you know, they look for points with the free throw line with Harden and, and Bede, and it's just not working out for Harris. Maybe they might bring him, make him a six man. That might be the better alternative. Who knows? But right now, I think that's a trend uh, worth kind of capitalizing on. And it seems like you've seen the same thing with Maxi getting the opportunities more than Harris. So good stuff on that. Uh, I, one other play I like is the first quarter over in the Pacers magic. This is a, a back-to-back. They just played the other day. Now, when the Pacers ran out of steam in the second half because they had played back-to-back with the Celtics and got the big win, at home over Boston. So they were a little just kind of, I don't know, depleted of energy. The pace back and forth, I like the over in the first quarter and even first half as well. 
for Pacers and Magic. Anything in the NBA for you before we uh, go to college? No, those are the two NBA players or a couple of them circled. I keep tweeting some things out. I also post some on YouTube throughout the day, but those are the first couple that stick out to me. Yeah, I'm also on the Suns first quarter. They've lost a couple tough ones uh, since the Chris Paul injury. I think they're going to drop a hammer on a Blazers team that just really, really thin. Yes, they have Simons, but they lost Nurkic and obviously no Damon McCollum anymore. So it's just uh, real thin. I think the Suns jump on them. So that's in the NBA. Now in college, what do you have? So I'm looking at UConn versus Creighton. I like the under 135 and a half here. Now both defenses have been elite inside the arc. Uh, Creighton's allowing just 43.4% from inside, while UConn is allowing 42.5% from inside. Now the last time these two teams met, back on February 1st, the total closed at 136, and Creighton was able to win that 59 to 55. So it went under by 22 points. The Blue Jays' defense held UConn to under 30% from the field, and they had really good rebounding in that game, which is imperative because UConn is such a good rebounding team so I know that UConn is kind of streaking right now they won five straight they beat good teams Villanova and Xavier meanwhile the Blue Jays they've won six of their last seven also streaking but they are going to have a main player out I hope I'm saying this last name properly but Ryan Nabard. Um, but yes I do think that this will be an under game just considering that both these teams defenses can slow each other down a couple games jump out to me Auburn I know that they are a great home team and bad on the road but they have to get this win they have to just kind of establish some sort of competency away from the planes. So I'm going to take Auburn now. It's up to four. I liked it much better overnight at two and a half, but I think they're just too talented to not cover this number at Mississippi state. So I do like the tigers there, even in the road chalk road or roll, I should say that has plagued them. I also take an NC state first half. This team I've been on the last couple of games. They did not do well against Clemson for me. That was just a game that went, everything went wrong. It was total Murphy's law. Then they waxed Louisville in the back bounce back spot. I think NC state's kind of cooked. So Wake minus five and a half first half. I like them for the game minus 10. I think they get away, get, get things going and they run away with it in the second half. And if you want a little late action, UNLV minus two at home against Wyoming. I was at the Running Rebels game the other day. Boise hit everything. This Rebels team's solid talent level. Kruger's done a nice job. I would lay the two and have some fun with that game. Nothing crazy, though. That's just a, a small play for me. Fun. Love it. Yeah. All right. We're good. So thanks. To you, Aaron, for the flexibility on the schedule. Jackson, our producer, as well. And that's going to do it for us. We'll be back on the linear television, 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Hope uh, everyone joins us then. Mm-hmm.